everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. There was no shortage of volatility this week, and for that reason, I wanted to bring on Eric Meyer, the president of High Ground Dairy, to dig into some of this craziness that occurred during the CME spot market and into the rest of the world as well. I think we should probably start off by talking about the one commodity that showed the most chaos this week. CME butter prices made steep moves lower that we haven't seen in seven years, and weekly averages are at six-month lows. Eric, we knew a consolidation was coming. We just really weren't sure when. I would love for you to break down further what really happened this week. Sure, Alyssa. Thanks so much for having me on our podcast. It's always nice to jump on and talk to our customers and subscribers and those listening from here in the U.S. and around the world. What a week on the butter markets. So we came into last Friday settling above $3, which we had been trading at for you know, over the last couple of months. And then Halloween, Black Monday this week, we came in, the market dropped nearly 20 cents and then dropped 24 and a half cents on Tuesday and then went all the way down to $2.61 per pound. So a massive decline. We had not seen a two-day decline like that since late December of 2015, the last time we had seen butter markets above $3. That said, market is now creeping right back up. So maybe down too far too fast with yesterday's settlement up nearly six cents and today up another 10 and a half cents. So our settlement price for this week, this Friday was 277. But as you had mentioned, a six month low on the weekly setup. It's not surprising that we saw this type of decline given that we've only been above $3 for three years in uh, history, 2014, 2015, and here just over the last couple of months. So the fact that the holiday season was about to come to a close as far as building that demand, it's no surprise. I guess the surprise is the timing. We had seen this occur during the last week of September during 2014 and 2015. And this year, it seemed like we were going to hold out even longer, maybe even last into the latter weeks of November and into December. But the volatility is here. We have hit a short-term bottom at that 261 value. And it's really unpredictable to say where we're going for the remainder of this year or even the next couple of weeks. We may continue to find support as bulk buyers look for product and look for value that have been holding out last minute and additional cream and milk comes to the marketplace as well. What I think we maintain here, even over the last couple of months, was that $3 butter was not going to be able to hold our view is that 260 is likely a key level of support through the remainder of this year. And then heading into next year, we believe that a range, our, our forecast is in the 240s and 250s for next year. We think that if the recession is light, that's a likely range. If things are a little bit worse than expected, we would anticipate average prices to be in the 220s to 230s. It's been a wild ride, that's for sure. There's been some interesting moves on block and barrel cheddar as well. Barrels are now slightly discounted to blocks, but that relationship looks like it's going to be complicated for a while, especially if we do head into that recession that you had mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, cheese is, uh, we're finding a little bit of short-term support here. It's been somewhat volatile uh, once we broke from the 230s and 240s uh, that we had been at in the latter part of summer. We broke down into the 170s and 180s into the August and September timeframe, and then we rallied back over two bucks, started declining last week, and then uh, rallying here a bit, kind of finding its footing you know, very close to the $2 level. We closed off the end of uh, the week here on Friday with unchanged markets, but futures had been trading at a pretty significant discount to the current spot market prices. We had endured some weakness earlier this week as global sentiment has been fairly bearish, but we may have gotten a little ahead of our uh, skis so far this season. It's still a little bit early for these markets to break. The cheese market is showing that. As you mentioned with the block barrel spread, it has been awkward the last few years. Blocks had been carrying a fairly significant premium to barrels in 2020 and 2021. And here in the spring of 2022, we saw barrels uh, maintain a premium for the last six months. It's possible. Now, while we're still sitting right now at what we used to consider a very normal spread between three and six cents, we feel like during a recession, not only does barrel demand pick up as processed cheese with uh, uh, consumer behavior trading down to quick service restaurants where, where we use a lot more processed cheese slices, as well as mozzarella demand as pizza cheese tends to improve as well. A lot of cheese production in the US can pivot between barrel and mozzarella, and mozz typically would get a uh, uh, the, um, the demand in that instance. So it's very possible that we may see barrels stay closer to parity or even at premium into the first part of next year, but definitely something that we're looking at. Um, while there may still be support in the cheese market over the next three or four weeks, we view negative sentiment and recessionary uh, sentiment out there as potential for us to decline. We think prices could get down into the uh, low to mid 180s here uh, by end of year and into the first quarter. There were some incredibly noteworthy moves happening in nonfat dry milk and skim milk powder on a global scale this week. On the CME, nonfat dry milk dropped to about a one-year low. European skim milk powder saw a historic week-over-week move to the downside, the biggest drop on record, and the global dairy trade auction was pretty ugly as well. All Fonterra skim milk powder medium heat contracts fell below $3,000 per metric ton for the first time in nearly two years, and the C2 settlement of $2,970 per metric ton was the lowest since July 2021. Yeah, skim milk powder in the global markets are definitely weak, as I had mentioned before. This is largely a demand destruction uh, story here, uh, coupled with headline growth of Northern Hemisphere milk production. And a lot of this has to do with China's lack of demand. Uh, we have seen them stuck and mired in zero COVID policies, and their purchasing has just not been up to snuff as to what they've normally done in the past. And while now a second straight year of very poor milk production in New Zealand, it just hasn't provided enough uh, bullish impetus to get this market going. And so we believe slow macroeconomic growth across multiple regions, including Asia, are contributing to those declines. And it's going to take us some time to get out of that. 
Meanwhile, both the U.S. and Europe are going to be showing year-on-year milk production growth that will actually be accelerating over the next, call it three to six months versus previous year to kind of add on to some of that resistance. So we do expect prices on global skim milk powder to come down. However, just like in the U.S. markets, there's both some seasonality and we don't just collapse. We don't just move, you know, weeks and weeks, months and months, just downward, downward. We tend to get choppiness. And so we would anticipate that the potential for nearby corrections or even like a short-term bump in a GDT auction over the next month or so could be warranted. That may bring back a flurry of buyers to get coverage. But at the end of the day, we still see negative sentiment there. And that is bearish in the near term. Yeah, it's just amazing that markets can peel back like they did when we're seeing such negative milk production figures from the Oceania region. I think November is the first time that we've kind of turned optimistic about milk growth from New Zealand. And Australia is just set to remain weak for many months due to industry consolidation as well as extremely wet weather throughout the country. Yes, uh, we believe that while Oceania production still not good, it does have a little bit of potential to kind of gain a, a bit of footing. But can you even imagine where the price of some dairy commodities would be if we were flatlined in Southern Hemisphere or Oceania production instead of starting out yet again another year? When turning to the U.S. milk production side, we started to test some very interesting lows with the collapse in class four and declines in class three, where A lot of, in particular, West Coast dairy producers are going to start to see some negative margins once those milk checks come through. That said, the numbers are pretty decent right now as far as milk checks in their pockets at the moment. And so we do anticipate further growth, almost potentially getting into the one and a half, two percent, or maybe even slightly above it for a few months here towards the end of 2022 and into early 2023. However, if $17, $18 class three and class four milk becomes a reality and farmers start feeling that unless there's a major downward correction in feed costs, we would imagine that milk production outlook in the U.S. would start to look pretty bad for the second half of next year as farmers would need to shed cows to generate income and, uh, and break the negative margin cycle. That was a great conversation. Thanks for jumping on with me today, Eric. My pleasure. And thank you so much to our listeners. And remember, all of our in-depth views and opinions on the current state of dairy can be found on our website, highgrounddairy.com. If you're not a customer, no problem. Just request a free trial and we'll get you set up right away. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. 